0: Hello and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is Alex Compton, and TJ Inman, and the announcement has finally come. Uh, Indiana has found their next head coach, and it is Kirk Signetti, who was the head coach of the JMU Dukes. Uh, after a twisty, turny roller coaster of emotions, it's only been like three days, guys, uh, but it has felt like <laughs> four weeks. <laughs> yeah in terms of text threads uh talking to people and all that stuff but is it it has only been since sunday and and it is now thursday so uh initial thoughts we'll start with you alex
1: well i have been mentioning this for the last couple days i feel like i missed out on a, a huge personal content opportunity here to kind of gather and collect my thoughts kind of live as this has been unfolding and like you said sammy this has felt like uh, probably the longest three or four days or whatever it's going to be. I can remember in a while I started off with, Oh my gosh, endless possibilities. We could hire any coach of all time and we have $40 million a season to spend and just unlimited possibilities. Right. I was starting at the top and kind of working my way backwards. I'm like, well, if these, these eight guys say no, Bill Belichick will be coaching Indiana, but, uh, went from there to, Hey, you better warm up to Paul Christ and Pat Fitzgerald, which I was of course, immediately trying to talk myself into. Then we went for Chris Creighton and Jason candle and a bunch of guys and Mike Hart was in the mix. And then it was, uh, you know, John Gruden for about 30 minutes and, uh, quite the, quite the turns but the whole thing is over and i think where we landed is a very very good place and it's hard to not be excited again i would have talked myself into just about anybody that we're doing this for but all the all we were hearing besides the top two or three guys the whole time we kept hearing hey there's this mystery box or this mystery candidate or don't don't forget about There's another option, and we never got any names or anything like that. And then, boom! All of a sudden, it materializes, and IU has a new coach that I think you're excited about. Yep, I do want to point out that we did have Kirk Signetti
0: on every hot board version, except for the 30 minutes where I got impatient and took him off because there (laughs) really was no smoke under that uh, under that name uh, publicly and all that stuff and. And we put them back on. So uh, TJ, good, good job on that. I know that's somebody we talked about too. TJ, what are your feelings? You know, first reaction on this.
2: Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned the hot board thing. Um, We started that as a site. That was kind of something I started on um, very early in this season um, with just compiling thoughts compiling names as i would watch games as i would think of names throwing them onto a word document and then just adding um you know just adding kind of stream of consciousness thoughts on why that person would make sense why he could be an option or why no that that wouldn't be a particularly sensible move um and then kind of pared it down and then as as uh tom allen was let go then we need to fine tune it and get it to where it was something we could publish. Um, and Kurt Signetti was one of the initial names that I put on the list as a guy that I would love to see leading the program. He was also a guy that I was fairly certain was not attainable. Um, no, immediately discernible contacts to the program uh no immediately discernible con, uh kind of pre-existing um contact with the state of indiana or really to the midwest in general um so you don't have those kind of existing tie-ins it's kind of like oh i mean this guy is a really good coach getting national attention for the work that he's doing at James Madison. I don't really see much reason to believe that he'd be a candidate that IU would look into uh, because I don't think there'd be mutual interest. Um, And that was kind of what we continued to hear until very late in this process when it becomes, hey, uh, Kurt Zignetti, it might be an option here. And it's like, Oh, Oh, okay. Uh, yes, please. Uh, just for, for people that are looking at this as, Oh, so what he's the coach at James Madison. They're, they're in the sunbelt, whatever. He doesn't have any major, major head coaching, uh, power five experience. Uh, you're, you're not looking at this correctly. Um, Far be it for me to tell other people how to think, but you're wrong. Uh, That is a fact. He has not been a head coach at a power five conference. That is about the only strike that you could have against him. I think that he, for what Indiana needs at this point in time, he is just about the best hire that iu could have feasibly made um i think you have to look at the work he's done at james madison and just as importantly the work he has done at two other programs which tells you this guy is not just somebody that walked into a good situation at james madison which he did james madison was a good program before kurt signetti became the head coach there But he was also the head coach at Elon after the Elon Phoenix, who is a FCS school. Um, They've had some decent success over their history as a program. But when he walked in there, their past five seasons were a combined. uh, And this is one of the notes that I've written down here, combined 12 and 45 in the five seasons before Kurt Signetti took over as the head coach of Elon. He was there for two seasons and went 14 and nine. 14 and nine in and of itself doesn't sound amazing. It's, It's solid, but it doesn't sound amazing. But you contrast it to the success that program had had since he came in or before he came in for those five years. And you say, wow, he immediately improved that program. As soon as he took over, it got better. And as soon as he left, it got worse. As soon as he went out the door, Iman had a bad, uh, let's see, they went five and six in 2019 and one and five in the next season, which was kind of the weird COVID year where it was stretched between two seasons for the FCS. Uh, They played like a fall season and a spring season. Um, But in that season, they went one and five. So right after he leaves, they go right back to where they were, before he got there and he was also the head coach at ironically enough iu pennsylvania Um, and his father was the head coach for a very long time at iup so kurt signetti a football lifer that has won everywhere that he's gone that has built programs everywhere that he's gone and sammy you mentioned it transitioning a program from the fcs which They were a very good FCS program, transitioning them from that to the FBS and performing the way that they have the last two seasons, going eight and three, and then this year going 11 and one, all without having the motivation of a bowl game to dangle over your players and keep them pushing and fighting and motivated. It's incredibly impressive. Add in the fact that they play an attractive style of football. They play really tough on defense get after the quarterback. They had 45 sacks this season as a team, 45 and a constant pressure rate from their defense. That's fun to watch. That's exciting. And an offense, they're not an air raid, but they do throw it around. They throw it around now. Uh, he had success last year with one quarterback, switched to a new quarterback this year that transferred down to them, uh, from Arizona, didn't play much at Arizona. Goes to Kurt Snyder at James Madison, and this season, um, McLeod is is their quarterback. Jordan McLeod, 3,400 yards, 32 touchdowns, eight touchdowns on the ground. So that's 40 touchdowns in total, and that's not some you know high four star kid that goes in there and tears it up. And for those that don't watch the Sun Belt, there's good teams in the Sun yeah. Belt. That's a good league. Indiana would not waltz in there and go, you know, undefeated in conference play. Absolutely not. So those discounting him as a good coach just because he hasn't done it in the Big Ten or hasn't done it in a power conference, I I think you're missing the boat on this. Um, Add in that he does have experience at the power conference level as an assistant. was the recruiting coordinator for nick saban yeah you think nick saban's gonna have anybody in there that he doesn't trust i mean and then he's at west virginia right he played at west virginia
0: yep Yep.
2: something nick saban he's gonna have a lot of people there at west virginia is gonna say hey this guy yeah he's legit so nick saban then brings him in and keeps him there for several seasons I don't know what else to say other than I'm incredibly excited.
1: Yeah. Before he got to Alabama, he was at Alabama. He was receivers coach and the recruiting coordinator up until 2010, which is kind of the first wave of the modern Alabama dominance. And now we're in probably part two or whatever, or three, whatever you want to call it. Before that, he was at NC state, coach Philip rivers and recruited Russell Wilson. Right. And then Russell Wilson, of course, ends up finishing at Wisconsin, but, after Wilson got to campus, Signetti kind of leaves and goes to Alabama. So, yeah, you like that he played quarterback in college. I think that always is a plus. Uh, he's been a coach at Indiana University before, so you love to hear that. Um, I get the other other knock I've seen is he's sixty-two. For me, it it doesn't matter a ton. We're not, we weren't looking for a coach that's going to spend twenty years here. That that's just not going to happen in the modern.
0: If he coaches to 70, he's here for seven years. Yeah. I mean, or or eight years. He's 62. He turned 63 in in June. Um, You know, there's always a risk in hiring coach, and I I, I get it. Um, But this is the best – this was the best resume, you know, out of the the handful that that made it to, if you want to say finalists or whatever – but those candidates that were emerging, this is probably the most attractive resume. And, and I think um, going back, the transition from FCS to FBS can't be understated. I, I, I think that y- you have so much to deal with in terms of you know scholarships going up. You're, you're stepping up in conferences, in competition. You have to deal with the NCAA. Um, he also has a good personality. If you saw him on game day and stuff like that, uh, and, and I think that plays at IU. And and I know people got sick of Tom Allen's shtick and, and things like that. But you, you also yeah. – you don't want to be different. a cheerleader. Yeah, you don't want to be a cheerleader. But you need to get people fired up for football too. And I, yeah. I, I, I think he does that. And he'll stand up. So, you know, maybe it's kind of a mix between Kevin Wilson who, you know, if you crapped on the IU program would tell you to go F off Um, And then Tom Allen, who was kind of on the other side, just a a pump up guy. And if you can find a guy in the middle, there's a happy mid ground there where you tell people, hey, you know, take us seriously, but also not being, um, you know, too, too uppity about it. But this is this is a fantastic hire. Um, However, there needs to be more things done with the program as well. Sure. And this is probably, if we get to go down to the press conference, whenever it is, um, is probably the question I'll ask, if nobody asks it in front of me, is what's your vision for Indiana football? Not just the team on the field, but the program itself. And yeah, you know, um, Hoosiers Connect came out and said that they have a $3 million football-only NIL pool. I've uh, heard there's some other things in the works there. Great. Um, you know, you also have to know who's, what staff is coming with him. There are some IU connections on his staff.
2: Yeah. It's uh, ironic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pat Kuntz, uh, defensive line coach has worked his way up from, I think he went to VMI uh, and, and things like that. Um, you know, as you said, uh, TJ, they get after the quarterback and then, um, There's Marcus Hall-Oliver. Not Marcus Oliver, the linebacker, but Marcus Hall-Oliver. He's a GA, I believe, under um, Hagan uh, for defensive line, but he's there too. So it'll be interesting to see who he brings over, um, if they're just totally going to redo the the football program in that department uh, and and things like that. That's a big thing uh, with that as well. How much money do you have for staff? uh...
1: His brother, Frank, too, is a long, 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 long time NFL coach, college coach. Uh, he was quarterback yep. coach in the NFL for a long time, most recently Pitts offensive coordinator. Not sure I want him to be OC, but mm. you could probably see him following maybe in some capacity, but I have no idea at this point. Yeah. Um, switch at we Memorial Stadium. I would take Guerrero yeah. back, probably. Uh, you have a lot to clean up and tackling and coverage busts and all that <laughs> stuff, but who knows? it's totally probably up to yeah at this
2: point i think i think one one piece of that that is going to be out of signetti's hands is going to be one who wants to come with him and two uh, you know james madison will need to hire a head coach um is that offensive coordinator mike shanahan not that mike shanahan but um Mike Shanahan, offensive coordinator at James Madison, Um, defensive coordinator, uh, Bryant Haynes. Um, Both of them considered, you know, rising stars in the business. Uh, Thanks to their performances here in the past two seasons, Haynes actually played linebacker at Ball State. Um, Their defensive coordinator played linebacker at Ball State, uh, coached at Ohio State as a linebacker's coach. Um, So, you want a Big Ten experience? There you go. For those that that matters to you, uh, they've got some on this staff. Um, I, I think that the most pressing needs um, that that Kurt Signetti would, I would assume, we were not in the interview, obviously that would have been a lot of fun to, to sit in on that process, but I would assume that Kurt Signetti was asking just as many questions as Scott Dulson was, um, and the questions that he would need answers to before he made this jump. Which, th- this is this is probably his only chance that he's going to get at the Power Five level um, if he's here for, say, you know. Uh, four seasons and for some reason it doesn't work out he's probably not getting poached to another power five program at the age of you know 66 um if if this goes well again he's probably not getting poached by another power conference program at the age of 66 um this is probably it so it's a move that he would need to take Uh, with some risk knowing that he was leaving a consistent winning program that clearly loved him and adored him Um, a program that he you know has had a ton of success with and could continue to have a ton of success with they they could run the Sun Belt Um, you know I think you look at like them and Troy as, as two programs that are really well set up to just keep winning And, you know, there's an opportunity potentially to be that 12th team in the college football playoff as the highest ranked group of five team. You know, there's a chance. It's a narrow path to the playoff, but there is a chance there. So I think for him, it'll be interesting to hear, you know, why why take this job now? What did you what did you hear from the IU administration about the support that they're going to offer you. Um, And and I would think that he would have asked pointed questions about facilities, staff budget, um, NIL, the, the ability that he will have to put together a team through high school recruiting and through the transfer portal, he needs to have those answers. And the fact that he's taking the job tells me that he got answers that he liked, which is very promising. Um, we, we can't say this. Actions speak louder than words. So we don't know yet. Yep. But it would appear that the Indiana administration, for the first time that I can remember, is going to be serious about the football program and an attempt to become a competent, legitimate Big Ten football program that's going to compete. We're going to see. Them them just doing this one step, two steps. Okay, two steps. Letting Tom Allen go and paying that buyout, and then going out and getting a really good candidate that was coveted by other people, Kurt Signetti, in silence, essentially. And, and doing so oh, under the
0: yeah, under the cover of night.
2: Yeah. Like those two things say we're we're ready. We are ready to be serious about this. We know how important it is in today's changing college sports landscape. We know how important it is to get this right right now. We can't wait anymore. So that would appear to be the case. We're gonna find out over the you know the next months here just how serious they want to be about it. I'm, I'm really, really fired up for it. Cause I, I, I feel like we might be turning a corner here. Um, it, It's been a long time coming.
1: Yeah, it's, it's good. And I think the Indy star scoop from the other night with the $3 million football only pool, that's, that's it's what probably- you do. That That's what you have it's- to do. And when- We've heard more is coming and there's other stuff in the works potentially, but (coughs) that rule was saying how good portal QBs and top high school guys are close to a million dollars. I don't know how, if that's exactly true, but probably pretty close if, you know, if not more, but that's crazy. That's what you have to do. But we have the next step, which I'll ask Sammy and TJ, you both in a second here. Is to look at the roster and get ready for portal combat, which is not not slowing down. Yep. But you have eight home games next That's year. An awesome name and for it. Portal combat. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> so you better put be that on a, yeah.
0: put that on a t shirt.
1: But yeah, I mean, um, you have eight home games next year and an attractive non conference schedule. Which again, kudos to Scott and the administration for getting out of the Louisville series because he would have been at Louisville next year getting out of that series and replacing it with Western Illinois. You have eight home games. The ticket office better be ready. They better be putting out. Here's where you donate. Here's where you buy tickets. Here's the shirts. Here's the jerseys. It seems like we're getting close to that, but are you really ready? Like Mississippi state, they were ready. They had, he said like swag in Starkville or something, their coach and they had shirts the next day that went to their collective. They had, you know, ready to take deposits, all that stuff. So with eight home games, you better be ready. But as I wrap up and kick it to you guys here for next steps for coach, it's, it's different now than it has been, right? So for a new coach, you have to bring in your staff. You probably have to meet with a lot of the current roster, which are things that you had done in the old age, I guess. But at the same time, the longer you wait to evaluate the portal and evaluate your staff, you're losing guys to other schools. So the balance becomes how many guys am I interviewing for coordinator positions? And I'm sure when these guys are serious candidates, they have their short lists, but you now have to balance. What's my staff? Who do I like on my current roster? And am I ready for portal combat? So Sammy, I'll start with you. You have a lot of work to do with your own roster. Again, you won three Big Ten games in three years, so I'm not exactly crying for a, a majority of the roster, but there are guys you want to keep, as there were last year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Carter Smith is my number one guy to keep.
1: Yeah, Carter Smith. Uh, um,
0: oh, you know, you, you talk crazy. about quarterbacks going for whatever million, million, whatever, but left tackles who have started in the Big Ten and who are Big Ten caliber starters um, go for a lot more than that. As a redshirt freshman, yeah. As as a redshirt freshman, go for way more than than quarterbacks. Um, Yeah, I I mean, look, if I'm an IU player, I I know this moves fast. If you're not in the portal, um, I, I don't know if you wait until the announcement happens or stuff like this, but you keep all your options open. And I think that Carter Smith is one of the only ones reading, reading uh, his tweet or whatever, said that he's keeping all his options open. doesn't mean he's the only one, but he's the only one who said it. Uh, So I I think this is where Hoosiers connect could go for, go to work. It's all about NIL money. And I've seen this on, on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, when people say, Oh, we need a big name head coach. No, you need a head coach who knows how to work the portal and do portal combat and you have the NIL money. Cause you could get a big name coach if you're sitting there with, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in NIL money, talent wins. Talent plays. That that's I mean, that that's the difference. You could have a C plus coach with A plus talent and, and win ball games. You cannot have an A plus coach win ball games with F talent. Or C minus talent, Um, you might win some ball games, but you're not going to win. You're not going to win many because it's Jimmy's and Joe's, not X's and O's for the most part.
2: Yep. So, I think that an interesting piece of this that you see in kind of this small sample size transfer portal age uh, is players that follow their coach. Mm To their new destination, right? Yep. So James Madison is eleven and one.
1: You had two thousand yard receivers.
2: Yeah, you sure did. You had a quarterback that is twenty four years old, uh, experienced. Um, yeah,
1: that's
2: right. <laughs> uh, now, did one of the? I've got kind of a little checklist of things that I need to research. Um, you know, because my research is critical to the roster construction of Indiana football. Uh, But one of the things that I need to research is exactly who has eligibility remaining that could transfer to IU um, and and follow their coach. And it's a little bit difficult to decipher because of the COVID years. Um, So it makes it harder than just saying, oh, look, he's a senior, he's done. No, not that simple anymore. Um, okay. so got to figure that out. Who, uh, who could come with him from James Madison? Who would you want to come? Who would he want to come with him from James Madison? Uh, and then, you know, the players obviously get a choice in this as well. Do they want to come play in the big 10? Do they want to go to Bloomington? Um, uh, do they, you know, want to follow Kurt Cignetti? to Bloomington. So that's one part of it. The second part of course is your current roster. Um, Brendan Soresby. How does he feel about Kurt Signetti as a head coach? How does he feel about whatever offense is going to be talked to him about just because Kurt Signetti ran one thing at James Madison does not mean he has to run the same exact offense at Indiana. Uh, coaches have to be able to adapt, um, to their personnel and have to be able to adapt to their competition. Maybe Kurt Signetti has other, uh, other plans other than just, Hey, look, Brendan Sorsby, uh, understood, you know, you played pretty well as a redshirt freshman. Here's my game film from James Madison. Let me know what you think. It, you know, his pitch is going to be a little different, um, than that. So him, Donovan McCauley, I would think that would be a fairly, straightforward sell look what the receivers that i've had here have done under me they had a thousand yard receiver in 2022 as well and then they had two different ones in 2023 so if you're a receiver with talent in a kurt signetti offense you produce you put up numbers um one interesting thing that i heard uh, Kurt signetti talked about he was asked this, um, by Pat McAfee. Uh, he was also asked this kind of same type of question by Jim Rome, uh, during this past season. Asked about uh, what do you look for in a player when you are recruiting that player, whether it's through the portal or through high school. Um, he had several things to say about his good answer. Um, but he made the point of, you know. Just because a guy transfers from a power conference doesn't mean they perform like a power conference player. There are several guys that we've gotten, we being James Madison is who he was referring to, that we've gotten from the FCS or from group of five teams that have performed better for us than guys that have dropped down from the group of five or from the the power five. And he said, it, it's it's not as much about where you're coming from. It's about your character and what you can do on the field. So just that to me, and every coach believes that, but that to me was kind of a um, uh, signal perhaps that.
1: Oh, good, good play on words there.
2: It, it's, it's not going to uh, necessarily be, Kurt Signetti going through and looking at, oh, this fourth string guy from Auburn is transferring. Good. Let's get him this, you know, third string from wherever, you know, power conference team that (coughs) uh, went to a bowl game and he wasn't playing. So he drops down. You know, I think, I think you might see some, oh, this guy's from the FCS. He produced big numbers. I like what I saw. I'm going to bring him in, and I, I believe he can fit this system. So yeah. Jakees, maybe – Keys
1: Carter had a really good year.
0: Yeah. A solid maybe year as for fans, yeah. you know, Once they
1: figured out how to use them, Yeah. yeah. Like
0: he came in from Fordham. As, exactly.
2: Yeah. Maybe yeah. as fans we don't need to just go, oh, he came from X school. I'm excited. Or yeah. really, this guy from Fordham? What but
0: I was all over the Keith Carter. He you were. I do. New, New York guy.
1: We'll yeah, 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 yeah. More of that. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> No, but yeah, it's but, it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah, you
0: you look for measurables, and, and I think one of the things looking at the roster and all that stuff, and we'll do that more as, oh, yeah. as we go through this. Uh, Indiana needs to add speed, and I think that's what you saw. Um, you know, was a big issue. Uh, this year on the field was a lack of team speed Uh, you know another guy who came from the fcs level joshua rudolph while he was undersized i thought he was the fastest linebacker out there he made plays but he didn't play enough uh, and and things like that but it it is going to be a fascinating offseason to see what they do with the rest of the program who's the staff he brings in Is there going to be a larger pool for assistance to go get the guys he wants Um, if people decide to stay at James Madison or go to other places and things like that? um, Is there a vision for football too? Is there – are we building a new press box? Are we renovating uh, Mellencamp? Are they putting in suites to increase –
1: yeah, burn Melon yeah. Camp to the ground. Start over.
0: Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> are you are they putting in suites to increase revenue? What are you doing to increase revenue streams in the stadium? Are you doing anything to increase game day atmosphere? All of that stuff, now you're starting new. Um you're starting new. Now's the time to do it. Uh if if, if not, then you just blew 20 15 and a half million dollars to get rid of a guy that you you know if you weren't gonna build around it you might as well just kept him so we'll see uh it's an exciting time to to be a a Hoosier fan and and we'll have updates coming on uh you know the rest of the week it has only been like four days
1: guys yeah it's crazy (laughs) Uh, I want to do like quick final thoughts from each of you uh, I'm pretty antsy, but for as critical as we are of the administration, and rightfully so, it seems like they they did well here by by all accounts. And I'm honestly shocked that it wasn't somebody that really had a connection to either Scott Dolson or some legacy Indiana guy, and maybe you know maybe family friends or something know each other. But there's nothing really that shows that this was a buddy buddy hire or like a Mike Hart, Scott knew Mike Hart or something like that. This is totally outside of the program, outside of what we normally do and fresh. And I think the old adage, you know, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. This was broken. Right. And if you keep doing the same over and over and expecting different results, that's when they call you crazy. Indiana football fans, were sure we're crazy for other reasons, not yeah. for knowing what is competent and what is acceptable. And it hadn't been, and this feels good to pluck a candidate that if we didn't hire him this year, you bet those bigger jobs next year, we're coming for him. So Duke opened up and right in his backyard, we were already on him. It, it, it feels good. And you made an aggressive move under all the cover of the agents and the reporters and the players and all that stuff and kind of swooped in and grabbed the mystery box that we kept hearing about. And when, like I said, my emotions and thoughts during the whole process were going up and down and up and down as what we were getting down towards the end here, the candidates that, that I, and I think a lot of people felt were realistic at that point, I was not necessarily fired up, but I was trying to get myself, Mm -hmm. excited about aspects of it to talk myself into it and then Scott grabbed the mystery box and in the back of my head I was kind of pulling for the mystery box against some of those other names nothing against them who who knows who the mystery box was right but I was hoping hoping he would grab the mystery box and and he did it and made an aggressive move and now it's time to double down on it you can't as we have talked about you gotta you gotta ride this momentum and be ready to capture it like Indiana football was not three or four seasons ago coming off those good seasons. So the time is now it's not getting any easier. Um, but yeah, light, light up those cigs. Smoking is cool in Bloomington again. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. We
0: don't endorse smoking, but (laughs) yes.
1: Um, it's
0: yeah. Final thoughts, TJ.
2: Yeah. Um, the overriding thought is excitement. Um, I, instead of approaching roster construction and staff construction with kind of trepidation and um, me really working hard to convince myself, this this is going to be great. Yeah, it's good. I can see how uh, that might work. Yeah. I I don't need to convince myself of Kurt Signetti's capability. I do not need to convince myself that he can lead a successful program. There is not – this is a great hire. It is not a guarantee that it's going to work. Correct. There do need to be other steps taken. We continue to talk about that. It feels like the Indiana administration is aware of that. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. I think – yeah, you know, you go, you speak louder than words. Yep, so we'll you see went
0: with you went with the search committee um, that came out earlier this week, too. And this is what happens. You you get outside of your bubble and your comfort right. zone.
2: And that got uh, criticized. Did, that yes, got criticized by people that, oh, really? Which everybody uses a search firm. Come on, people.
0: But yeah, it's that's how you that's how football works. And then if they didn't, it would be, wow, we didn't do a national search like they did with Tom Allen. So you can't make everybody happy. We know that. Um, And all that stuff. This is pretty close. Yeah, this is pretty close. There's no guarantees, but this is, if you're going to set yourself up for success, this is one of the steps to take it. Hopefully there are more steps to be taken as well. Uh, We'll be with you the entire way. Again, it has only been four days. It seems like it's been four weeks, uh, but we'll have it. Um, you know, reaction. We'll do another podcast. We'll be live from the press conference down in Bloomington whenever they announce it. Um, and then it's, you know, portal combat and, and recruiting season. So thanks for joining us. You can follow us at twi- on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle at hoosierhuddle.com as well. Uh, make sure you hit subscribe, like on the podcast as well. Um, have a great rest of the day. And, uh, you know, we'll be back to talk IU football all winter long.